Hello, hello. I'm Ashley Caudill, Senior Instructional Designer at the University of Virginia School of Education and Human Development. And welcome to Online by Design, Tech Talk Tuesday edition. Our second episode of every month is our Tech Talk Tuesday edition, which is going to focus on more of the nitty gritty of being online by design, featuring tech tips from my wonderful colleagues, who I'm now going to let them introduce themselves. My name is Dave Stoops, and I'm a senior instructional technologist with the online team. I'm Bernadette, fondly known as Bern Porio, and I am the online student support specialist on the team. My caveat is, while while I'm on this team with technology lovers and technology aficionados, I am usually the technology weakest link. So I'm here for all those normal people who are interested in technology, but they may not know a ton. So uh, you're all welcome for that. Thank you both so much. And for those listening, Burn is selling herself short. She has learned so much about technology in just the few years that I've known her. But let's go ahead and get started on talking about this Tech Talk Tuesday's topic. For our listeners that may not know, the School of Education and Human Development at UVA currently uses Canvas as their LMS. So I wanted to start this series of Tech Talks by focusing on the fact that we are at the beginning of the semester. So emotions and stress levels are really high, and we have some students that might be new to Canvas or some that didn't look at Canvas throughout their winter break and are coming back to Canvas. And I know a couple of them have noticed that some of the things in Canvas look a little different and they're a little nervous. So can you guys talk a little bit about what's new in Canvas? Um, Rich Content Editor is the tool that you see uh, when you go in to the discussion board, for instance, or to submit an assignment with a text entry box. Um, so this tool is the one that you use to format uh, your response in a discussion, it allows you to uh, change the font size and to, to add in any links um, that you want to associate with your, with your response. Um, and the change isn't drastic, I would say. I would agree. And I would agree with that from an instructor point of view and also a student point of view. So even though it's not drastic, though, it is different enough in that things are now in a different location. So your, your uh, opportunity to link uh, documents or images has changed. And what they've done is they've grouped items based on commonality. So now all of the linking capability of the Rich Content Editor uh, is in one section. All of the formatting is in another. And then they've added some features in terms of uh, bullet points and, and, and alignment and spacing. And so if you um, before you submit a, a first discussion or an assignment or anything that would uh, involve you interacting with the rich content editor, uh, make sure you bank in some time. Uh, we're going to include some resources into um, the, the changes uh, to the rich content editor and just make sure to take some time to, to go over those um, and see how things are grouped now. Um, Bern and I both agree that the new the changes are, um, are nice. Uh, we, we both like the, this new version um, better. Um, I think the grouping works really well, um, but we both uh, agree that it has taken some time to get used to that uh, difference in location. And I completely agree. I believe that the new Rich Content Editor has been amazing, especially when it comes to designing courses and having to get in and get out really quickly. The update to the Rich Text Editor has made my life so much easier. 
Absolutely. I kind of had to adjust my muscle memory where I was clicking in different places and really knowing where to go because the constant editor hadn't changed for some time. Um, I had to just readjust where where to find things. To be honest, I didn't even realize the update included more sense in the way things were grouped yep. um, until Dave said that this morning. But now that you say that, Dave, it really makes a lot of sense. An example of that would be if you're linking something, you can do an external URL you can link to elsewhere in your Canvas site. You can link to a document. And, and directly to a document. Yeah. It, and you're right. It makes sense to have that all grouped together. And it wasn't like that previously. Um, I definitely didn't even connect those dots until we sat down to record this this morning. Can I talk about my favorite new feature of the Rich Content Editor that we haven't course. mentioned yet? That's why you're here. <laughs> I absolutely love how much easier it is to find... Your, the studio button in the Rich Content Editor. Yes, it is front and center now. Yeah, in the other content editor, you had to kind of dig around for it, click through external tools, and here the studio button is right there. It's really hard to miss, and I like that, especially because when I'm doing Canvas and Zoom trainings for our students, I'll say, if you want to incorporate video into your discussion or video into your assignment, you can go to studio, record a video, and you can embed it right here, and I show them how to do it. And a lot of students are just wowed by that. And I think it's a really good option, especially when we're all distanced during this pandemic, to incorporate video when you can, because it can get pretty unwieldy when yeah. you are typing and responding and reading and typing and responding. So using the studio and incorporating video when you can, I really, really like that. A hundred percent. And I know you guys know that I am a big proponent of incorporating video in an online course. So yes, for those listening, always make sure to have at least a video component just to break up the monotony of written and text discussions or communication at all times. And Canvas Studio is a great way to do that. Yes. And I like that it's uh, easily easy to find before it was hidden behind an icon. Now it's its own icon and it's uh, right there, right there in front of you. Uh, so the other thing we wanted to uh, bring to your attention um, with uh, in terms of new products uh, or, or new features of Canvas uh, is with notifications. So previously with notifications, you had the ability um, to go in and change settings in terms of your um, how you're, how you're uh, receiving communication and then also how frequently on a number of different areas um, within Canvas. That's still the, still true. You can still go in and make your um, make your adjustments uh, globally, uh, but now Canvas has uh, made the process even more granular uh, in a way that allows you to access uh, and change your notification settings within a specific course and across and it's. Um, in each course can be different. Um, and so you do that through the course itself and there'll be a, an option to select uh, that says view course notifications. Mm -hmm. And then you can go in. And so if you're uh, a part of a group, for instance, uh, and you um, want to receive messages from that, that, uh, that group uh, less frequently, you can go in and change how frequently uh, you receive those communications. You, and you also have the a toggle button where you can turn those off altogether and not receive um, any notifications. Um, and so this is on a course by course level. Uh, it's the interface is similar to the or the same as the one um, that is located in the global uh, settings menu. Um, this is just bringing you that granularity to the course level. 
Something I like to mention to students when I'm talking to them is if you are in an academic chorus, obviously you're going to want to receive notifications on different updates that there are. But let's say, you know, you're in, enrolled in the Canvas virtual community or you're enrolled in an advising site. You may not need to receive those notifications as urgently. Right. Might not at, need to be an immediate. Exactly. You may not need to receive them as urgently as you would at, like a course site. So I always say if you're in an advising site or the Canvas virtual community, Community, you can set those course notifications to come maybe once a day towards the end of the day. You can even set them to be received weekly. Yep. Um, and I know a lot of students, for the good and the bad, we have a lot of things going on at the School of Education and Human Development. Um, and a lot of students like everything going on, but some students kind of get overwhelmed with being notified all the time of updates. Um, and this is a great way to opt in to just your course updates rather than um, outside of course updates. Well, and for those students where the um, you know, the you know, bombardment of communications coming through uh, can be overwhelming, drawing back a bit and getting a weekly summary of your communications can actually be a positive thing in that you're more likely to pay attention to something if it's coming in in, in one message um, weekly. And those messages usually come in on Saturdays um, per Canvas through their notifications. So just something to think about that you can, um, you know, you have that option to reduce the, the frequency that you're receiving um, messages from a site such as the yeah. Canvas virtual community. Dave, are you the kind of person that likes a weekly notification? You are 100% <laughs> correct. And it's funny because I think I'm the opposite. I like to be notified pretty much right away. I like to be kept in the loop if I'm getting graded on something, if my instructor makes an announcement, if there's an event that's going on that I'm going to be interested in. I want to be notified right away because I don't want to miss it. But it's really funny because I've never really considered someone – like your perspective. Mm -hmm. So uh, I, I appreciate you sharing your That's perspective. That's why I mentioned it, uh, because I <laughs> like the, I, I have some of my settings set for um, weekly, and I end up checking that weekly um, notification more often because it comes in on Saturday morning, um, you know, not as, not as busy. It comes in, I check it, and then I get to see, you know, sort of a snapshot of what's been going on and, and uh, what's coming up. And so, yeah, that's something that I found very useful. Um, so I'm glad we both have different <laughs> perspectives to bring um, to the table. Um, so, yeah, just uh, those two features, the, the, the new rich content editor um, and the, um, the changes to the, to the notifications within Canvas, something we wanted to um, bring to you um, this time around. We'll be uh, bringing out more um, tips and, and tech tricks as we as we proceed through the semester. Thanks, Vernon, Dave. It's always a pleasure to get to work with you guys. And I hope you guys enjoyed listening and feel free to tune in the third Tuesday of every month for the Tech Talk Tuesday edition featuring my colleagues Dave and Byrne. And I hope that you get time to check out those new exciting features in Canvas. I really would like to know what you guys think. And like I said earlier, I've really been enjoying the rich content editor myself. I swear it's making my life so much easier when I'm designing courses. So I wanted to take this moment to give you a brain break. And for those that listened to last episode, I promised to give you the answer to the trivia question I asked you. And for those that didn't listen to last week's episode, I encourage you to go check it out. But I'm going to go ahead and also tell you to turn the volume down just for a split second because I'm about to reveal the answer. During our last episode, I asked you, this predecessor of John Tyler was the shortest term president dying from illness a mere 31 days after his inauguration. So if you guessed William Henry Harrison, you got it right, my friend. 
Harrison was our nation's ninth president, and unfortunately on his 32nd day of office, he passed away from pneumonia. How sad is that? I can't imagine finally getting to become president, which I'm assuming was one of his life goals, and then only getting to enjoy it for 32 days. But I guess 32 days is better than nothing? Trying to look on the bright side of things, but... Anyway, on a happier note, I have this episode's trivia question, and I have to say, this question makes me smile, because I used to watch this show all the time, and I loved it. And I'm gonna be honest, I probably have seen this series at least a dozen times, so maybe that will give you a hint to what the answer might be. Name the TV show that premiered in the late 90s, starring the following characters. Willow Rosenberg, Xander Harris, and Rupert Giles. Find out what the answer is during our next episode of Online by Design. Hello and welcome back to Online by Design Tech Talk Tuesday edition. At the end of every Tech Talk Tuesday, there will be an Ask Ashley segment where I'm going to be joined by my colleague, Jenny Corals, who is the Director of Online Initiatives at the School of Education and Human Development at UVA. In the Ask Ashley segment, we're going to answer questions we've received from faculty in hopes that we can help you in your instructional journeys, whether you're new to online teaching or you're a veteran and just want a couple quick tips, or even if you're an aspiring instructional designer. So Jenny, welcome. I'm so glad that you're here with me today. Hi, Ashley. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be a part of this project. So do you have any questions that you've received from faculty that you would like to bring to the Ask Ashley segment? I do, but first, because I'm an English teacher at heart, I have to talk about Ask Ashley. So I have a trivia question for you, because I know oh, you gosh. love trivia. <laughs> this, I'm on the spot now, that makes me nervous. <laughs> so when you have two consonants in something like crazy cats, we call that alliteration. Do you know what we would call Ask Ashley, which is two vowels? If we're being honest, I assumed it was alliteration <laughs> already, but what I do not know, what's the answer? Are you going to make me wait until next episode to find out? I'm not. I'm not. Just in case you don't invite me back. So <laughs> I, have, yeah, I have to get it out now. So the answer is assassinance. Assassinance? Yes. And I love that word. So... <laughs> I'm glad I got to get it in. But now I will reach into my virtual mailbag and pull out a great question for you. Are you ready? I am. Is it going to be as hard as assassinance? I hope not, but <laughs> we'll find out. Okay. Here I go. I'm reaching. All right. Dear Ashley, I recently learned that Canvas gives faculty the option to allow students to edit content pages. How might I use this feature in my courses? Sincerely, a Canvas curious faculty member. Alliteration. <laughs> See, I knew it was a real thing. I just didn't know where it was. Um, so, curious Canvas faculty member. That is a very great question. And what I tell faculty to start with is there is a way in Canvas, which is the LMS that we use here at the School of Education and Human Development, is to create a page in which your students can collaborate with you on how to or how to set class expectations or setting your class norms. And what I mean by that is usually in an online course, 
it's hard to kind of pick up on what those expectations are. They might not be as explicit to the students. And so I encourage faculty to take this opportunity to collaborate with their students so that way the students have autonomy on what's expected of them and then how the course can run throughout the semester. So some examples of that would be a way to create a safe space by saying that one of the class norms is going to be respecting opinions of others, even if they differ from your own, and that you can disagree with somebody, but do it in a respectful manner. I'm not using all caps because it can be seen as a form of yelling. Do you want to use proper grammar or is conversational language and emojis okay for this particular course? So being able to come up with those types of norms and class objectives are a great way that faculty and students can collaborate and they can do it all on the same page. So that way everyone knows what's expected of them and then they can go into their class going forward knowing how to move forward and how to act in the course. Now that is usually what I recommend for a first step for faculty. Jenny, do you have any recommendations for the curious Canvas faculty member? You bet I do. Um, but I love that example. I think that is a, a perfect way to get started with this if you haven't done it before. And um, my example is a little similar, but different in the sense that um, I'm suggesting that if you have presentations or group work in your course and you're trying to figure out a way where the students can present what they've created to the rest of the class, editing a content page might be a great feature. So let's say um, I've asked, you know, student Jane to be the, the discussion leader for the week. She can create a content page where she could put additional readings, a quick video, her own kind of guiding questions around the content for the week. And then when she's done with that, the faculty member can switch those permissions back and like lock that page. So Jane can then share it with her students. Me, the faculty member, I didn't have to curate that page. Like I didn't have to add all that content. It's Jane's. Jane put her stamp on it and the students all can see it. And so what a fun way to give students some autonomy, some leadership in your course, but also not necessarily make additional work for you as the faculty member. So that's my idea. And if and when I teach again, I think it's something I would I would definitely do again. The students really liked it. That is such a great recommendation. And I'm definitely going to tell a couple faculty members about that because I know that they would definitely benefit from knowing that information. So thank you, Jenny. And I always like talking with you because I feel like we can bounce ideas off of each other or for being honest, you just give me all the great ideas. <laughs> I might give you ideas, but you actually know how to implement the ideas. So there you go, we're, <laughs> we're a team. So I wanted to thank you guys all so much for listening, and I hope that you got some great takeaways that you can incorporate in your online courses or professional life. And if you like what you heard today, be sure to subscribe to the Online by Design podcast for new episodes every other Tuesday. And as always, if you have a topic or a question for Ask Ashley, or you just want to send us something to talk about for future episodes, feel free to email me at ac 8 ga at virginia.edu and I would be happy to discuss it in a future episode. Thank you all so much for listening and talk to you soon.